Gregory McKnight, and this is Positive Development, the conversation about real estate properties and how they're made, from where each project began through the various stages of the process, to understand the original vision and all that went into making it what it became, with the people who did it. The subject of this program is Steelcraft, an outdoor urban food court built from shipping containers in Long Beach, California. We'll discuss the vision for the property, the business proposition, the place they built, how they did it, the community they formed, and what they discovered along the way. Hello, Kim. Welcome. Tell us about yourself. Hi. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. Sometimes you wonder if people really do want to <laughs> hear about the process of how projects are created and how they're made. I'm from Long Beach, California, so this is hometown to me. The desire was to build something within my own city, so it's really a selfish move. <laughs> when people ask me, I'm like, well, I did it for me and my community and my family. I have no background in construction, in real estate. I just have a love for food, and I'm a very curious individual, a little bit of a risk taker, um, and somebody that's all about urban development. I graduated from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo with an undergraduate degree in communications. Really loved it, was going the route of PR, but also very curious about psychology. So decided, go the route of psychology, then finished it and decided not to do the route of psychology. So it left me curious as to what to do next. Wasn't quite sure. And then after you finished your academic career, you decided to... I decided to become a recruiter. So I decided to find people jobs. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I was trying to find myself a job and then I got a job finding other people jobs. So found uh, my first real job, nine to five, which was gruesome. I remember my first day coming home and thinking, this is work. I totally get it now. Came home totally exhausted. So did recruiting for a few years. While I was there, really tapped into human resource, big picture, everything from performance management, talent management, organizational development. Like I found myself really enticed by that type of community. So um, yeah, got my first job at Disney, worked at Disney in the human resource department, worked in TV animation with a lot of creative people. It was just a fun environment. Here I am hiring and firing and working out performance goals. And while I was there, I was dreaming about Steelcraft. It was a space that allowed for creativity and dreamers. So while I was there, created the plan, ended up working with a nonprofit in Long Beach called City Fabric. City Fabric sat with me and dreamed with me, and we came up with a site plan. And I didn't know what to do with it. I had a site plan. I had what I thought was a really fun idea. Didn't have any money. Again, no experience in construction or real estate. Had no clue what the next step was. But I knew I could pound on doors. I knew that's what I could do, and I was okay with no and it didn't scare me from continuing to pound on doors. So was it Disney? From Disney, went to Coca-Cola, did human resources there. From there, went to a medical company. And through every business I was working from, I was just kind of furthering this development of Steelcraft. One point, you meet the right person, and they kind of set you on your way. At least they're entering into the dream that you've created. One of my biggest takeaways from the experience is to have something that's paying your bills while you continue to dream. I mean, I was married at the time. I still am married <laughs> to the same person with three kids. And he was going to school. And he was dreaming, 
right? He was creating for himself this career. He ended up graduating with a doctorate in psychology. And I always said, I wish I could transfer my master's degree to him and save us some time and money. That didn't work. But he was developing this career. And at the same time, I was the one working and I didn't want to give up on mine. So one of my biggest ahas and takeaways that I tried to share with others is as you're building something and as you're working through all the different kinks and figuring out if it's a good idea, continue doing the nine to five, continue getting a paycheck that allows you to dream. Tell us a bit about Steelcraft itself. What is it? What does it look like? How does it feel? Walk us through it. Right. So now we have three locations. We're Long Beach, we're in the city of Bellflower, and we're in the city of Garden Grove all three in the state of California. Um, I'll talk about Long Beach because that's kind of the original. It's the baby. So it's a outdoor food garden. It's kind of what I see it to be um, made completely of shipping containers. Long Beach is a large port. It's the second largest in the world. You know, in HR, I had the privilege of traveling. So I would travel to all of these amazing cities and they would have these brick and mortars or they'd have these restaurants and they would fit the DNA of the city. And you're like, oh, I get it. I get why you use that type of structure in building your concept. And then I'd come back to Long Beach and I'm like, we're a really cool city. We have so much to offer. We're a diverse population. But I didn't see that we had many spaces that fit us. Right. And shipping containers did. It makes sense. People walk in and they're like, oh, I get it. So we wanted to build something. I'd seen it done in San Francisco and Hayes Valley. They did a great job. They cut down the freeway and they um, regentrified parts of Hayes Valley, only using two shipping containers at the time, an ice cream shop and a coffee shop. And all of a sudden, when they did this to this part of Hayes Valley, the community was revived. Like there was a revival going on. So we thought, let's do it here. Um, got in connection with Blair Cohn, who's economics development in the city of Long Beach in the area of Bixby Knowles, and shared with him my crazy idea that we want to create a food community made out of shipping containers in Long Beach where people can come with families and dogs and there's TVs and there's live music and there's art shows and there's Spanish-English immersion kid programs and there's really, really good food. It's outdoors, because why not? California is perfect for that. And so he connected me with Martin Howard, who owned a piece of land right on the corner of Long Beach Boulevard and Bixby Knowles on a 5,000-square-foot pad, and gotten connections with Martin, and the rest is history. So when you walk into Steelcraft, there's 10 shipping containers that have seven food vendors in them. We have Smog City Brewing. We have Pigpen for burgers. We have DeSano's for pizza. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. We have ramen, Tajima from San Diego. We have Steelhead Coffee, which actually was founded in Long Beach. And we have Rory's Ice Cream that started in Santa Barbara. That's also with us. And they have just well-crafted ice cream. One of the best things about Steelcraft, the vendors. And they're all different for every Steelcraft you go. So we have in the city of Bellflower, we have the standing room for burgers. We have Prime for tacos. Um, Prime is their second location out of Long Beach. We have philanthropy, and they give us percentage of what they sell to different types of 
nonprofits. Fritzy Coop, Fried Chicken, Ten Mile Brewing from Signal Hill, Long Beach Creamery, which is so good. <laughs> They're all so good, but I love ice cream. Um, down in Long Beach, Cassidy's Corner does bagels and breakfast sandwiches, and then we have solid coffee. So that makes up the city of Bellflower and the city of Garden Grove. We have Barrio, which is Filipino. We have Penalty Box, which comes straight from Timu Salani, the hockey player, played for the Ducks. He has a burger concept from Salani Steakhouse, and they brought it here to make it more attainable. We have breakfast done by The Nest, found in City of Bellflower, but it's located in our Garden Grove location. Beachwood Brewing, Honey and Butter does the little macaroons, cauldron ice cream, that liquid nitrogen, and it's delicious. They have the cauldron, which is my favorite ice cream. And we have Chicken Shack, which does the concept around kind of Asian chicken and rice. And then our last one is Renegade Tacos. And this is their first brick and mortar that they're bringing to the table. So you come into the space. There's enough seating for 200 people. It's outside. We have a stage for live music. And the fun begins. I mean, it's a great space to bring kids for after school. It's a great space to celebrate parties and birthdays. It's a great location for soccer parties. And I mean, sky's the limit. Well, I think I can see it. So what did you do with your original vision as you developed it? How did it become actionable? We came up with an idea. We saw it done at Hayes Valley, and that just further solidified that this is an idea or a concept that could become something. Brian from City Fabric, who's the executive director, created a site plan, and that was our tool. That's what we needed. That's what we used to gain attraction and gain interest from vendors and also from Martin Howard and the Howard CDM team. So met with Martin. Like I mentioned, Martin owns the piece of land, the 5,000-square-foot pad, Long Beach Boulevard, and Bixby Knowles. Shared with him the vision. Met with him countless times because I didn't know what to do. I like your piece of land. I don't know how to build it. I mean, I don't need plumbing. I don't know how much that costs. How many parking spots? There's a number you need. I didn't know. Again, you're talking to someone incredibly green in this whole concept. And thankfully, Martin and his team from um, Howard CDM, that's what they do. That's those moments where you're like, maybe this is supposed to happen. Someone introduced me to the person that can build it on their own piece of land. And there's a vested interest in it doing well because it's on their space. So um, I partnered with Howard CDM, and we came together as a team. So we worked with the city of Long Beach. They'd never seen something like this before, so it took a lot of time. You're working with building, fire, planning, and all those different departments have to agree. (laughs) Um, Structural engineering, I mean, there are so many different facets to it. So it's on a 5,000-square-foot pad. Each of the containers themselves are on their own type of pad. Yeah, and it's a full-blown kitchen, right? You have everything in there, including hoods that you need and fire extinguishers and lockers, the things you didn't think you needed. And the guests would come to the counter in order. They get a buzzer, and then they go back to their seat and wait to be buzzed. Tell me about the recruiting or the HR experiences as they connect to your personality and, of course, what you do now. There's a lot of parallel in regards to that as I look back on it. One part of my job right now is to sell the vision, right? I'm selling the vision and trying to bring on vendors, mostly food vendors, but also retail vendors and artists and musicians to come to Steelcraft. It's selling who we are and trying to get them to come. And so much in recruitment is doing that, 
right? It's having a product, understanding the good, the bad, and the ugly on it, and then trying to create a story that's enticing to bring people in. So there are so many different competencies that I've taken from recruiting that go into part of my role and responsibility at Steelcraft. So that's been exciting to see that parallel. And I feel like I'm often a matchmaker. You do that in recruiting all the time, right? It's matching the right person to the right place. So again, I feel that is very similar to that piece. A lot of HR is personnel. It's people. It's having tough conversations to stretch people. It's helping them think beyond what they believe themselves capable of. And I think that has been Steelcraft all along, right? From the people that work there, that are cleaning tables, that are event planners, that are security guards, you know, having them come in and share in the vision of what we do and that their job matters. The job that you do every day matters. How you spend your time at work matters. And I think there's been beauty in that. And there's been refinement, polishing, trying to make people better, which is so much of what HR is. It's seen the full potential of people and filling in the gap, right, and giving you the tools to fill the gap. And I think that's part of Steelcraft now. I think it's an area we're continuing to grow, having tough conversations because they have to be had, but having tough conversations because we're all on the same boat together. We all have the same goals. We want it to do really well, at least from a vendor perspective in Steelcraft. We want to do well there. They want to make money. They want to grow their brand. They want to get their product out to a wider audience. And we want people in the seats. We want them to come to Steelcraft and think, this is a fantastic space. It's exciting to see that where I started, though it might seem like it doesn't fit, but to know that it was supposed to be all along. Like that step was not to be passed through. I was not to leave HR and push toward the stream. I needed to polish myself and I needed that experience and I needed that growth and I needed those learnings to take me to where I am today. And I feel like part of owning a business is not bypassing those moments. They're there for a reason. And so you can either choose to think that they've been a waste of time and just try to get past it as soon as you can. Or you can say, I'm living in the moment now. There's a reason I'm here. I'm going to take it for all it's worth. And then I'm going to move forward when the time comes fully prepared, or at least not fully, but greater prepared, right? So did you ever put together what they call a pro forma, something like a spreadsheet that told you what the things were going to cost and what your revenues were going to be? Right, correct. And that's where the partnership with Howard CDM has been very nice. And we review those numbers on a monthly basis. Of course, this was a lot more expensive than we anticipated. In my head, there was a certain figure, and we um, well exceeded that. And the time took a lot longer. I think we could have created a brick and mortar on the corner of Bixby and Long Beach Boulevard. It would have been opened at a cheaper cost at a faster rate. But again, you want to create something that's different, that aligns with the DNA of the city and the people in the city. It was worth the investment of time and money to make it happen. Well, give us a sense about the food court business. You may not be an expert at the beginning, but now you are. How did you start to understand the market and how do you fit into that market? Right. I think we're still learning. We opened Bellflower less than six months ago, and we've been open a few months in the city of Garden Grove. And before we say yes to a city. So before we said yes to Bellflower and yes to Garden Grove, we did our own demographic study, right? We look at one, three, five mile radiuses and we try to understand its people and its culture. And I think even today, after it's been open, we're learning more about the culture. The events that we have on space, That's I think that's the biggest thing that separates us from just a food court, 
right? We're not what you'd find at the mall where you're coming just during lunch to fill a need, a hunger need or a hunger pain. But the desire is that this becomes a kind of a memory maker space, right? Where it also fills other needs of the individual. And what separates us from a food court is the entertainment piece. I mean, you'll find live entertainment at all three locations a few times per week. We have yoga on Saturdays. Can't find that in the food court. Beer and yoga. We have Santa coming in a few weeks, and kids can come and write letters to Santa, and carolers will be there. We have Chinese New Year that we're looking to schedule in January and get that up and running. But what I've learned is that every site is very different on the type of performances that they want. We did Oktoberfest. Bellflower was a killer hit. City of Long Beach, killer hit. Garden Grove, no one, right? Chinese New Year for Garden Grove is going to be one of our biggest events, but we're not doing it at Bellflower and Long Beach. Again, it doesn't fit the city. So I think that we're constantly learning about what they want, how they see food, how they see and experience craft. Yeah, so I don't really consider myself an expert. We've done as much diligence as we can, but until you're there and fully opened, you don't really know. But one thing we did do, which was fun, is before we started building, we invited the community to come to an open space, like a conference room in their city hall and talk about their city. What would they be scared of with us coming? What kind of food do they want? Events? So we invited people to come in and help in the building. You know, we're not like Nordstrom's where we know who we are and we're going to come in and it never changes. We know who we are, but we come in saying we also know the community and we will adapt as necessary to what the community needs. We often try to tap into the right name, like, or we're trying to figure out what are we? It's like that (laughs) that person that walks around, you're like, who am I? (laughs) We feel like that sometimes. Um, We want to be more than the food court. We want to be an extension of people's home. That's truly what I think we want to be. So we haven't like coined the term yet well in regards to what we are. We do feel different. It's also different from other offerings. You can experience it differently. Yeah, absolutely. And again, they're different. So Long Beach is small. That 5,000 square foot pad, you can't even believe you could get that many containers on it. The white outdoor lighting there, which gives it just a very inviting sense. I mean, anything that has lights at night, you're like, oh, you're like, feels so warm and cuddly. So um, great parking at all three locations. In the city of Bellflower, they have enough Bellflower parking. We didn't have to have our own Long Beach parking. City of Garden Grove, we have parking in the back and on the north side of the Steelcraft location and great parking there. Long Beach has 51 parking spots on the site and then 200 across the street. So parking's definitely not an issue. And that's definitely one of the hardest pieces of finding new locations are to see if they have parking. People are Ubering and people are taking Lyft and taxis, but we're not there completely yet. People are still driving their cars. In Bellflower and Garden Grove, we have a kind of a barn structure. So when it rains, it caps, you know, it, it guards. It's a guard to the rain and also to the sun. And we have inside fans, big, they're called those big ass fans, and they're going all the time and giving um you know, some good air. Um, in the city of Long Beach, though, we didn't build a structure. So right now it's only Um, like shading. Um, So we learned from that one and we didn't do shading in the next two. But um, yeah, great parking, clean bathrooms. You'll go into Long Beach and Belfar and Garden Grove and you'll be surprised at how pretty the bathrooms are. Well-kept, wonderful music, 
the, the art that's on is done is changed um, every quarter. Oh, what else to say? TV, oh, sports, sports are huge. I didn't realize now as a business owner of a food environment with beer and burgers, when the Lakers have a good season and when the Dodgers make it to the playoffs, we feel the effect. <laughs> so we have b- lots of big screens all over that play all of the you know different spectrum options um, that are available. So we want these spaces. City of Garden Grove, you get people that love the Lakers. They're constantly coming in the evening. It's a very live and active city at night. Bellflower, not so much. Football's on and we're trying to get people there for brunch. So again, you're learning that, right? Like each different site. But if you want to watch the Dodgers when they start again in what, March, April, May, come to Stillcraft. It's there. And you have a lot of people that are really good fans to join you in your hurrah. That's exciting. You essentially formed a pilot that you developed in Long Beach and then are selling episodes or iterations of it throughout Southern California. How recent is the most recent one? About two months. And how's it going? Good. Yeah, it's going well. You would think that on the street of Euclid that people would know what we are, but there's still a lot of people that drive by that have no idea what it is, and they're too nervous to stop by. So, you know, we had to change our marketing efforts. That was a big learning for me. You know, I think with the city of Long Beach, the community was waiting, I feel like, and um, and it's in a more residential environment. People are walking there. I think in Garden Grove and Bellflower, we've had a market differently. Paid advertisement, printing out door hangers, to invite people to come in, you know, that don't know that we're there. I think that for Bellflower and Garden Grove, they are very receptive. They're very happy. Once you walk into the space, you don't forget it. You come back. It's just inviting them in. You know, the doors close when you, you know, we can't keep them open during the day. And there's a coffee shop in the front and an ice cream shop. And people driving by think that's what it is, ice cream and coffee. They don't think to go in. Right. They're closed doors. There's a there's almost a kind of like this insecurity to step inside. Right. So we've been working through how do we do that? How do we invite people into the story? And that's where that marketing piece has come to play. And will it make a difference now that you're aware of marketing issues in your choice of a next location? Yeah. So we work with um, Studio 111. They're an architectural firm in downtown Long Beach. And the beauty of that firm is that they are, their eye and their, I should really say their value is around restoration, bringing things to its original beauty. There you go. And they helped us a lot with the designs from an architectural standpoint, providing them what our vision and our hope of that site is, um, and then helping us create that look and that feel. You know, even the color palette's so important. For the city of Long Beach, the city decided it. I mean, they even cared about that, which you would never think. Yeah, every piece is decided upon with a lot of intentionality. For Long Beach, we opened during the heaviest storm in 2017. So end of 2016, if you remember, it was very rainy. We hadn't experienced that in years. It was like El Nino Part 2. So when we opened, people were coming with umbrellas, but that really kept us back. Can't build in the rain. Um and I'm out there with, like, <laughs> clearing out water as much as we can to prepare. Um, and so rain always pushes us back. 
Um, the structural engineering, that piece of it kept us back. Who would have known? But that took, I mean, months back. Um, just getting things through the city takes a long time. So, you know, we aren't a typical brick and mortar. It's always different. And every city has their own concerns that are different from the one prior, you know. So, yeah, it was probably double the time that we anticipated. How did it become a success for you? And I guess, how would you define success? Yeah, great question. For the city of Long Beach, we didn't have any turnover for two years. For a food vendor, that felt very successful. We had our first um, vendor that changed out. We had um, Shave Ice from Hawaii called the Fresh Shave, wonderful family. And they went back to Hawaii and they actually moved out of working in California altogether. Just too hard to do both. Um, And that's where we came with Rory's Ice Cream. So I think that's been uh, what does success look like when the team stays together? That feels successful. When everybody's making money, that feels successful. When it's still busy on a Saturday night or a Thursday evening, that feels successful. You know, we're a 4.5 star on Yelp for the city of Bellflower. Really exciting to see that on there. That feels successful. Um, when people reserve tables for parties, that feels successful. When other cities keep coming, that feels successful. So there's a lot of things that are hard in the process. You know, we've moved from just building it to now maintaining it. And I think the maintaining piece is just as difficult, if not more. So I think we've almost shifted in the way that we see business and do business as a company. And there's been a lot of growing pains in that. And I've experienced more growing pains over the last three to four months than I have throughout this whole process. The marketing, if that's not working in bringing a newer audience here, then how do we change that? We hadn't experienced that before. How much are we willing to spend on that? And what forms of spend, what you know, f- modes of media will work here? So I think even just something like that, where it felt in some locations, it feels a lot easier than others. So it's just adapting and learning to be nimble is really important. You know, Steelcraft is made up of a lot of different players, right? And you're both the landlord and you're the visionary and you're the dreamer and you're the entertainment director. And then we're invested. You know, we meet quarterly with every vendor. We sit with them and see what's working, what's not working. How are they doing? How's marketing going for them? What events work well for you? So we're in it with them. What happened as you're developing this surprising or interesting along the way? Number one, that shipping containers can be very beautiful. (laughs) That surprised me. I think when I walked into our Long Beach location the first time, I was like blown away by the space. I think when people say, come to the shipping container food court, they have in their head a vision or an image of what that is. But I think when you walk into any still crafts, you're like, whoa. We have an arcade in the city of Garden Grove, and we had a great artist come in and do murals with a few different artists. And it's beautiful. It's a really beautiful space, and it's very well kept. So I think, not that that surprised me. I never thought it wouldn't be that, but I was, like, blown away. It's like, kind of breathless almost. Um, that surprised me. What else surprised me? Just how um, in this, you know, Long Beach being so diverse, typically when you go to restaurants in Long Beach, you have the same type of people at each restaurant based on the area you go to. You come to Steelcraft and you have the DNA of that city. I mean, the ages, the ethnicities, the socioeconomic 
peace, like all of that. You are sitting at a table, a long table similar to what you define in Europe, sitting next to somebody that looks and feels and values things probably very different from you. And that's been the most exciting. We thought when we were going to open this, it was going to be a bunch of hipsters coming in. That's not who always shows up. When I opened, I had two Chinese exchange students. I live with my mother-in-law. I had three kids, a husband, and myself. And we could all go. (laughs) All, how many is that? Two, five, six, seven, eight of us. All eight of us driving over, and we could all go and enjoy our time there. Each getting something and needing something different and having that successfully met. And that felt successful. (laughs) So that has surprised me. And that's been the most exciting part of the whole process. Again, I was building it for myself and my family and my small community of people and providing a space for them. And then it became that others agreed and showed support that they needed that too. When I have a city that comes or we have a city that comes and has interest in Steelcraft, I mean, it's those moments where it feels kind of bigger than life. I love that You know, Steelcraft values restoration and sustainability. And I think that it does that to cities, right? You have a lot of cities come that aren't well-known on the map. They're like kind of like they say, you know, flyover states. (laughs) They're kind of like drive-through cities where nobody's really invested time. I mean, you say the city of Bellflower, and could you say what they have there? I mean, maybe if you live local. But um, I feel like it's given kind of rebirth to momentum. It's given a new energy that wasn't there yet. Like somebody gave a try on them. (laughs) And the cities have been very overwhelmed by that and grateful for that. Um, That's been one of my favorites. I think my team, I think, you know, we meet every week and then we meet throughout the week. I love the people I work with. I love the vendors. I love their creativity. I love that they come together and they're their own community. That if you have a dream, it can happen. When it does, it feels even sweeter, especially when you come to it with not much, right? Did you learn anything or draw any conclusions about what you want to do going forward from developing these three locations? Yeah, I think a few things. Number one, it's taking a breath and maintaining. I think that has been something that is going to take some time. I mean, anything that you need to maintain, right? Um, It's exciting. You walk into all three and the energy is wonderful. The food options, I didn't even mention that. The vendors that are there are fantastic. And everything you have in there um, is going to be a really great option. Really proud of that as well. You know, we plan to keep building, but I think that will evolve. We have to be nimble and change as culture changes. So... Who knows if Steelcraft will always be in containers? I don't know. Steelcraft could become something else too. So I think we're very, very open to what that looks like. We just know we can't replicate the same thing over and over again. It feels mundane and cookie cutter, and that's against everything that we are, right? I didn't mention, but Steelcraft values community. It values food done with thoughtfulness, and it values restoration. And as we think of the future, those three have to be the pillars we move ahead with. What about motivation? What motivates you? We had to go in front of the city council for Garden Grove, and there were a few other businesses that were coming to win over the site. So it was a competitive nature. 
we're all sitting there and myself and Martin Howard had to go up to the front and sell ourselves. We knew that we were surrounded by others that felt like their product was better. And I can remember sharing our story and showing the photos. And then at the end, they shared that we were given it. Um, and the mayor came out and just gave hugs. And the city council came out and just gave hugs. And it was this moment of feeling we're doing something thoughtful for the environment, um, thoughtful for the community, that people are excited. I get excited, but when you see other people excited about your product, I mean, it's stimulating. Any insider advice you care to share? Yeah. A, diff- a few things. Number one, the part of have a job while you dream. <laughs> Don't quit because you have an idea. And then just try out the idea and see if it makes you money. At least for me, that was not going to fly. So that was one. Number two is to pick partners who are totally opposite of your giftings. I mean, Martin and his team have giftings that far exceed my own or are very different from mine. So when we come to the table, we come very full. I think the third thing, another piece is if you do have an idea or a dream, sit on it for a bit. Instead of rushing to open it without doing your due diligence. And when I say sit on it, just don't twiddle your thumbs. But start figuring out every reason why it won't work. (laughs) And if you can figure out how you can work against that, it might work. (laughs) Don't be scared to do that and ask for advice. I think we as people are really fearful of people's comments because we take them all so personally. Like it's us. Like what you're saying is actually me, not my idea. So we're fearful of bringing that to the table. So this is the weird thing. I went to a wine party at my neighbor's house across the street. At the wine party, I met Brian. Brian's the executive director of City Fabric. I went up to Brian. I said, hey, Brian, I have a concept. I have no idea how how to put it on paper. And he sat with me at Berlin Coffee Shop in downtown Long Beach every week, just helping me refine it. We came up with a great plan. From there, I Googled economic development figure out who was the head of the economic development department in the city of Bixby Knowles because I knew the property. My eye was on the property. And he met with me at Starbucks Coffee on Cover in Lakewood one day, and I shared with him the idea. And he said, I have the perfect space for you in Bixby Knowles. And he partners me with Martin Howard. So every part of it was just kind of living in the moment and taking full advantage of it. Had I not gone to wine, might not have ever started. What work by others do you admire? kind of different work in different types of forms, right? I think the the Hayes Valley experience that I shared with you before, I love their vision behind urbanizing an environment. Like, I just love urban development. And cities, I don't know all the people that have done them, but when you see communities that have just been revived, that totally motivates me. You talked about what motivates you. When I walked into parts of cities that have been nothing, I shouldn't say nothing before, but had um, that that lost a lot of life. And then you walk into the streets again and you're like, wow. And then you see young artists come in and open chocolate shops like in San Francisco when you walk into the Tenderloin. And I would spend years serving there in ministry one week a year every Easter I would walk the streets, and then all of a sudden, I started noticing all of these young craftsmen coming in and opening up shops in parts of that, right? And their vision was to create a spark. Those people, I love their work. And those that's the work that has inspired me to continue doing that. But yeah, the people at Hayes Valley, the group that's done it there, does work well. 
Howard CDM, who I partnered with, in my opinion, are the best general contractors around, but they build some of the most beautiful spaces in downtown Long Beach or downtown LA, right? And restaurants, Bavel, right? That had opened up and just businesses that are, and really restaurants that are chef driven, they call Howard CDM to come create them. So I knew that by getting them on board, Steelcraft would look so beautiful. So I love the work of Howard CDM. I just love business where there's a lot of thought into how you can create something that can withhold the test of time, right? We do that with containers all the time. But I love businesses that think that way. The Warby Parkers of the world, too, that are generous in their givings. The Tom Shoes that continues to try to reinvent themselves. I love that they keep trying. What else should we know about you while we have the time together? I'm fascinated by aviation. I'm a pilot, and I got my license when I was 19. So I'm always looking up. (laughs) Why are you looking up again? I've just heard an engine, and I know exactly what it is. That... I'm a huge Dodger fan, huge, and I love spending my time there, there, and also in front of the TV watching the Dodgers play. Anything else to say about Steelcraft? Come, come. It's, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I would love to know if you came from listening to this, I'd love to know your first experience. What you ate, were your tables clean? Did you check out the bathrooms? Would you come back again? That's what I would love for people to go do and then let me know. Thank you very much for sharing yourself, your vision, your story, your insight, and your creative energy with us. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing how Steelcraft thrives and watching what you and your company do next. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This episode of Positive Development was engineered by Tim Keenan at Creative Media in Cypress, California. Editing by Aaron Berman. Music by Mickey Petralia. Artwork by Greg Foley. And produced by your host, Gregory McKnight. Thank you for listening. 